What's up, Dream Warriors? Welcome back to another episode of a podcast on Elm Street. I'm Mark. And I'm Brooke. And this week we're coming at you guys with week two of our crazy lovers, scorned lovers, February lovers. I don't know. <laughs> we kind of have two different uh, two different types of movies, I guess. But yeah, uh, yeah this week we are talking about Natural Born Killers from 1994. Mm-hmm. Now, Brooke, this was your pick. What uh, what made you want to do this movie? Uh, I don't know. I was just looking at like all these different movies that we were talking about, and that one popped up. And uh, I don't know. It's not really scorned lovers, but it's a pretty famous uh, killer duo who are mm-hmm. madly in love. So, and they're crazy. They are. Yes, <laughs> so they, they fit that profile. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good fucking luck to us trying to unpack this movie tonight. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, I was watching it last night. And I was like, oh, my God. How are we going to talk about this movie? Yeah, we may need the Internet for this one. Uh, yeah, this movie is fucking all over the place. But uh-huh. I have faith in your skills of keeping the conversation going. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we hop into this movie, though, what have you been up to this week? Uh, this week, watched um, a few things. Uh, I Today, I finished my Marvel watch of the Infinity, uh, I guess, legacy movies, or I don't know what they're exactly called, but mm-hmm. I finished Endgame today. Nice. So, um, if my review isn't typed that well, it's because I was watching the very last scenes of Endgame, and uh, well, you know how that goes. It uh, definitely brought uh, some tears to my eyes. <laughs> Aw, you were typing through tears. <clears throat> yes, exactly. Uh, so yeah, I watched that. that um, I watched a movie called Oxygen. Yeah which is one of the 2021 movies. Uh, hated it quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I saw your review. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know why people liked it. I just did not enjoy it. I thought it was mm. boring. Um, and then I watched Things Heard and Seen. Okay. Also another 2021 movie. Yeah. Uh, not that great it started good for me but then where it went with like the third act i just kind of fell apart for me i feel like i've heard that review before like that seems like everybody's kind of thought on it mm-hmm. yeah um i watched escape room tournament of champions mm-hmm. i did not expect much from this movie to be honest <laughs> from like the end of the first one i was pissed that they were gonna do like a second but I actually really enjoyed this one. I had a great time with it, and uh, I'm looking forward to more of these movies. Uh, I can't believe I'm saying that, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I I want to watch The Forever Purge, so I decided that I'm going to watch the rest of the Purge movies. So I've only seen, I think, maybe three of them, I think. Okay. I think the newest one is like the fifth or the sixth one. I don't know. I lost count, but. Mm-hmm. So I watched the first one. I really liked the first one, actually. Um so yeah, cool. and I watched the last duel, 
with uh, Damon, Driver, and Affleck. I really liked it. Um, what else? Bettina spoiled the ending for me. So she did, to yes. Watch it. yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I felt so bad. Oh, well. Um, and then lastly, a movie we, we watched, which kind of goes into this movie, which I'm going to save it for later. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that's it. All right. What did you watch? Cool, cool. Uh, I also started knocking off a lot of the 2021 movies. Very nice. But before I dive into those, I finally watched Deathgasm. Hell yeah. Which is one that you've been on my ass to watch for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Fucking loved it. (laughs) Yeah, it's so ridiculous. Oh, man. I think I described it as uh, Lords of Chaos meet Shaun of the Dead. Was mm-hmm. I, th- I think that's how I described it. But yeah, um, very fun movie. Definitely recommend it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad that uh, that you've been on my ass to watch it so much. Yeah. Um, I watched uh, Titany, which was a 2021 horror. Mm-hmm. Um, very fucking weird, but I think i really liked it okay because i know like you messaged me kind of near the start and you're like i don't know man i'm almost like halfway through this movie and i fucking hate it <laughs> yeah but then like the second half of it, it just something drew me in i don't know why it just just did i don't know um i watched old oh shit yeah and wasn't a fan yeah I gave it two stars. Yeah. Um, I really liked the concept of it, but I think it was just like too long. So uh-huh. I started to get really bored with it. Cause just the same shit kept happening. And I was just like, okay, like, yeah, we don't need to keep going with this. Mm-hmm. Um, as you know, I watched don't breathe Two. Yes. Which is fucking a damn near perfect movie. In my opinion, I think it's, an absolute travesty that this movie only has a 2.6 on letterboxd. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I liked it better than the first one, to be honest. Mm -hmm. It's really good. Yeah. Like I really, really want to do an episode on it eventually Mm -hmm. because, uh, there's a very good discussion to be had that you kind of brought up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I watched till death, which has, uh, Megan Fox. Oh, is that the one the like cover is she's like on a frozen lake or something like that? Yes. Yeah. Uh, how was that? I actually enjoyed it a lot okay. more than I thought I was going to. It, uh, it it was a different direction than what I thought it was going to be, but I, I mm-hmm. really liked it. And she was actually really good in it, too. Mm. Not to say that I was surprised, but I don't yeah. know. I was kind of surprised, I guess. Uh, I also watched Escape Room Tournament of Champions. Yeah. After I saw you had watched it, and then it came up on my Prime, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to watch this. Because I had the same reservations you did Mm -hmm. after the end of the first one, and then I heard they're making a second one, and I was just like, why? But yeah. I don't know. It's it's fun. And I said to you, like, I wish that the directors would make like an actual escape room that people can do. Yeah. Like minus the whole death part. But mm-hmm. I think like they're brilliant for the traps and stuff that they're doing. Yeah. Like the same that happened to me. Like we were I was just getting in bed, uh, just getting ready 
for joining up in um, Two Chicks' birthday party over on their Discord. Mm-hmm. Just looking for something to watch. They threw on Amazon Prime, and the first thing that popped up, like on little recommended thing, was that movie. And I was like, yeah. eh, why not? I won't be paying attention to it. And then I ended up leaving the party because I was like so invested <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Um, I watched a movie called The Ringmaster. The Ringmaster. Never heard of it. It's uh, a German horror movie. I think it was German. Okay. Um, on uh, Prime, it said that it was a 2021 movie. So mm-hmm. I was like, ah, fuck, I'll, I'll toss it on, knock, knock another one off. And then I went on Letterboxd, and it's actually released in 2018. So it wasn't on that list. Oh, okay. But I had already started it, so I just said, fuck it. Uh, it's not very good. I gave it two stars. Kind of had like a hostile sort of vibe to it. Oh, okay. And lastly, we went to see Scream in theaters, finally. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I was kind of shocked that you didn't say that, but... It's, um, it's because of my letterbox like, activity. The uh, My, like, written reviews, like, they pop out more. Yeah, true. Whereas just, like... The ones I rate just kind of, yeah, for there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we finally were able to see it in theaters. So we did. Yes, that was a good time. If uh, anybody hasn't watched it yet, we both definitely really recommend watching it mm-hmm. for sure. And yeah, that's it. Cool. Watched quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> and I read a whole book this week, too. Oh, shit. Really? Yeah. It was and I've been very- slacking on my books. I just like I probably haven't read for like over a week, and I just picked up my book again like the other day. Yeah. So hopefully get back into it. I was looking at uh, our challenge, and Tawny's fucking killing it. I don't even think she's logged uh, like January yet. No, I think she's only logged three books, but they were just they were long enough that. She's mm-hmm. up to like 1,700 pages or something like that. Yeah. Crazy. All right. Oh, I got a new uh, chair, so there's no more squeaking. No way, really? When I move around. Nice. Yeah. Sarah's brother had a gaming chair that he just wasn't using, so he mm-hmm. ended up giving it to me. Very and, nice. Uh, yeah, it's super comfy. There's no squeak. Uh, it <laughs> rolls very nicely on the floor. It's... It's the little things in life, Brooke. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I'm good if you're good. Yeah. We can cue that theme music. All right, like we said in the intro this week, we're talking about Natural Born Killers from 1994 as part of our crazy scorned lovers theme for February. 
before mm-hmm. we hop into the movie, what are you drinking? So I am drinking something a little different uh, this time. I am drinking Crazy Uncle Hard Root Beer. Oh, shit. Okay. I haven't had one of those in a while. <laughs> uh, craft soda for grownups. <laughs> good solid crack. That's so good. Yeah, I love that shit. Um, I'm drinking a bush latte. <laughs> nice. We had Hunter's birthday on the weekend, so Sarah's mm. family was coming over, and I was like, "Well, I got to supply beer, but I'm not buying like expensive shit, so." I'm going yeah. back to the trusty bush. <laughs> oh man, it just like ejaculated all over my computer. Uh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> fuck. One second. Jesus. It's all over the screen. It's all over my keyboard. Jeez, man. Wow. How do I get a hold of this thing? When's the last time you popped a can? <laughs> Like eight days ago. (laughs) All right, we're good. We're clean. All right. Starting off the synopsis. Two victims of traumatized childhoods become lovers and psychopathic serial murderers irresponsibly glorified by the mass media. Yep. (laughs) Uh, Much like the Firefly family in Three from Hell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this movie was directed by Oliver Stone, who really needs no introduction, but we're going to give him one anyways. <clears throat> He's directed movies such as Snowden, Platoon, uh, both Wall Street movies, W, one of my favorite sports movies, Any Given Sunday, mm-hmm. and The Doors. Yes. Also, I really like Savages as well. Was that the one with uh, Blake Lively? Is that what I'm thinking of? No. It had uh, Aaron. Oh, well, yeah, she is in it. Damn. I totally yeah. forgot. Okay, I do. Uh, like yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a good one. I didn't know he directed that. Yeah. Um, the cast list is through the fucking roof. Uh-huh. Um, but I'm going to keep it to four. Uh, Before you do that, I do have a shout out for a writer that's on this movie. Mm, True. Uh, Mr. Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. And a little story. He actually hated this script and movie, even Mm. though he he wrote it. That's interesting. And uh, it only took, I read in the trivia, um, it took Johnny Cash and his wife to like, tell him in an elevator like how good this movie is where he's like oh shit this movie is actually good <laughs> damn yeah okay hmm. yeah this movie has very mixed reception between well, I, I don't know i don't want to give too much away for you later on but <sighs> yeah it's weird it's weird well i know cuz i have a few like interview clippets from like julia lewis and when this movie came out, after this movie came out, the media fucking hated them. Mm. Like they went after Woody and Julia, like interviews, like, why would you guys make this movie? Blah, blah, blah. And like Oliver Stone got ripped and mm-hmm. yeah. 
it's funny how the media goes after the actors. Yeah. And, and like, imagine if the media went after directors now and actors now. Yeah. For the shit that gets made. Like, like we have directors making way worse shit than this. Yeah. And I mean, now. we'll get into it later, but this movie is so accurate of how the media portrays oh, yeah. like killers and shit, you know, mm-hmm. for sure. Definitely. Um, all right. Do you have anything else there? No, no, that's it. Okay, cool. Uh, starting off the cast list, we have Woody Harrelson who plays Mickey. Uh, he's obviously known for Zombieland, the people versus Larry Flint, true detective, uh, let there be carnage. Now you see me and the hunger games among many, many more. Uh, I just looked up his like upcoming projects <laughs> and he's in a movie called the man from Toronto. Oh yeah. I did see that. Weird. Are you hmm. going into it or? Oh yeah. It's just like, guess the world's deadliest assassin and New York's biggest screw up are mistaken for each other on an Airbnb rental that has him and Kevin Hart in it. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that'd be good. Probably. I hope. Yeah. I feel like those two together would be good. Uh, as you previously mentioned, we have Juliette Lewis who plays Mallory. Um, she's in Cape Fear, From Dust Till Dawn, What's Eating Gilbert Grape, Yellow Jackets, which is a show that you have mm-hmm. been raving about. Yeah. And a very underrated movie called California. Mm, I haven't seen that. Her and Brad Pitt. Okay. It's very good. Um, The Man, the Myth, the Legend, Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. Very young Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Australian Robert Downey Jr. Before drugs, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. (laughs) Drugs in jail. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, he played Wayne Gale. Uh, He's, I mean, obviously known for Iron Man in the Avengers MCU, Marvel Cinematic Universe, blah, blah, blah. You know. Yeah. Uh, he's also in Tropic Thunder in <laughs> one of his oh, yeah. probably most hated roles. Uh-huh. Uh, full on blackface through the whole thing. Um, Sherlock Holmes and Weird Science. Wasn't he in that movie with uh, you let me borrow it like years ago? Um, uh, uh, has the kid we just talked about a green room? Green room. Oh, um, the fuck's that movie called? Charlie Bartlett? Is that it? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Love that movie. Yeah, it's good. I forgot he was in that. And lastly on my list, I have Tom Sizemore, who played uh, Detective Skagnetti. Uh-huh. Uh, he was in Saving Private Ryan, Black Hawk Down, Red Planet, and The Relic. And he had like 250 acting credits, so I didn't even bother going Dude, down the list. Dude, I was like, <laughs> holy fuck. Yeah. But I have to point out to a movie that I'm definitely going to watch. It's right at the top, near the top. Mm. It's a movie called Vamp Father. Oh, yeah. It has uh, Denny Trejo in it, mm. and it has a 7.7. Really? Yeah. 
So, uh, yeah, I need to watch this because the movie with that name, I mean, you would think it's bad, but I guess not. I'm looking it up right now. Okay, there's no way this movie has a 7.7. I mean, it's on 19 reviews, but still, I mean... Even just the cover art is like, what the fuck? Yeah. Oh, shit. He offers what you can't refuse. Oh, my God. (laughs) This is straight up Godfather in vampire version. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Reeling from a family tragedy, a beautiful vampire who dreams of becoming human must unmask a deranged killer before the blame falls on her. Oh, boy. All right. Um, I'm assuming you have some honorable mentions. I definitely had one, and I'm sure you're going to say the same thing. Yeah. Um, so I'm just trying to look here. Uh, yeah, Rodney Dangerfield. Yes. I mean, <laughs> well, I'll, I'm going to save it for his scene because I just think he was cast fucking perfect in this. Agreed. <laughs> like yeah <laughs> i don't think they could have gotten anybody more perfect for that role oh my god no okay who else do you got uh there's some people that were in it for like brief moments um we have eddie mcclurg who played mallory's mother um she played uh the uh principal secretary in ferris bueller's day off yeah um and there and was then, something else because we because Bettina mentioned that I was like, oh, she was in this as well. But planes, trains, and automobiles. Yes, yeah, that's it. The girl that tells him that you're out of fucking luck or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Pruitt Taylor Vince. Um, he was in Constantine, which I just watched. Oh, okay. He played the uh, the fat cop or the fat prison guard. Oh, is that the dude that turns into, like, all the bugs and shit? In Constantine? Yeah. No, he was the priest that calls Constantine whenever oh, they okay. need to uh, get an exorcism going. Right. But in Natural Born Killers, he played the the fat prison guard. Hmm. Um, and there's one more. Oh, Olan Jones, who played Mabel at the start of the movie. Yep. She played Esmeralda in Edward Scissorhands. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like the crazy chick that yeah. was always praying and stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's all I have. They were just like small yeah. characters throughout the movie. Um, I don't think you mentioned him, but Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, shit. I completely forgot about him. <laughs> I meant to put him in the cast list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he was really good in this movie, too. He was, yeah. Um. He he almost had like fucking Two Face vibes, a little bit, like the yeah. way he was in Batman Forever. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I really liked him in this too. Wow, I can't believe I forgot to put him on there. Um, you ready to dive into this movie? Yes, sir. So i I can't say if I've seen this movie before. I honestly, I thought I remembered like snippets of it, mm-hmm. but I I. Remembered barely anything from this movie. I'm the same way because we kind of brought this up last week and we we're like, mm-hmm. yeah, like I know I've seen it like 
probably the whole movie just in like small segments. But yeah, I don't think I have. Yeah, really don't. And I mean, I, I think I need to watch this movie again because I did (laughs) not expect this at all. Mm -hmm. Like this movie's batshit crazy and not like just, you know, our two main leads are crazy, but Mm -hmm. just the way it was shot and like edited. And I was reading the trivia. It had 3000 cuts. Jesus. And like I mentioned in the group chat quickly with uh, Josh, Mm -hmm. like Rob Zombie definitely like took inspiration from this movie. Without a doubt. If like you even said it too, like if you told me Rob Zombie directed this movie, I'd believe you. Yeah. And yeah, I'm in full agreement of that. And like, not just because of the two main characters, like they are, they're kind of similar to uh baby and otis like it's very similar to rob zombie because obviously like baby and otis are very similar to mickey and mallory Mm -hmm. especially in this first scene like the rest of the movie it's not really like you don't really put those two together but especially this first scene Mm -hmm. i was like holy shit like uh mallory's fucking crazy yeah and like she even dances around like baby does like she put Mm -hmm. the the jukebox on she's just kind of dancing around the cafe and then these two fucking scumbags come in and the one guy's dancing with her and like just being a complete fucking pervert and i was just like do people actually act like this like (laughs) it was just so fucking cringy to watch i was like oh my god like you deserve to die man yeah then like the old man sitting beside uh mickey is just like just saying shit about her and and then mallory just starts punching the guy in the face yeah (laughs) and he's like oh you want to go and she's just laughing and just beats the fuck out of him Mm -hmm. and then mickey uh just cuts the old man up like nothing. Ugh. Yeah. I really like this scene. I thought I wish that Mallory kept her hair like this way through the whole movie. Cause I thought she was sexy as hell in this. Yeah. She looked good. Yeah. And then she ended up getting that fucking ratchet ass mullet looking thing through the rest of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause it was just a wig. I think she was wearing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like the old man, uh, he's like talking to Mickey and Mickey's she's he's like yeah that's uh that pussy over there and Mickey's just like oh her name's Mallory mm-hmm. and he's like I call her pussy <laughs> yeah <laughs> and I love the way that it was shot too like just uh all the shit's going off and then like you see the um the like fat cook lady come out with like a big ass cleaver yeah. and then he just like throws like the knife and the uh it's like going slow like with the knife and then mm-hmm. the one guy's like running out and he throws a knife through like the uh the window and it's just slowly going yeah i thought that shot was really cool how like he throws the knife through the window mm-hmm. um this whole opening scene like really sets up the movie for like just how fucking crazy it is but uh, without going too far, it lost me after this scene. Yeah, after this scene is where like 
shit just starts going crazy. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know. Because there's a lot of shit happening in the background and like cuts and mm-hmm. colors. Like, it reminded me so much of corpses. Yeah. And like, the scene will be black and white, but then there's like the odd speckle of color here and there. Mm-hmm. And there's a scene mm-hmm. later on, they're in the hotel room or a motel room, I guess. Mm-hmm. And Mickey's watching TV and whatever he's watching on TV is showing on the window in the background, yeah. like behind him. Yeah. And I just like, I don't understand the the <clears throat> directing style that Oliver Stone was going for. Like, why did he do all this extra shit? So I think uh, this is like the only scene I kind of, have an understanding or maybe not i don't know but what i from i got from that scene like and i were jumping way ahead but i feel like we will with this movie yeah it's all over the place um so they're in the hotel room and uh mickey's laying on the bed and he's like facing the tv and you see him like watching the tv but then the camera changes to like so you can see him talking to mallory mm-hmm and I think the reason why they have the TV like on in the background, the window is so you can see, you can still see what he's watching on the TV, like all the fucked up shit that he just keeps switching between mm-hmm. and still see him like talking and the dialogue and the interaction between him and Mallory. Cause like in the back of the TV, it keeps cutting from like his childhood. You see him as a kid, like in the mm-hmm. house or whatever. And then, you get like Hitler and then there was all this other like random fucked up shit mm-hmm. on the TV that he was watching. So I don't That's know if he fair. just, he wanted to show what he was watching, but still have that physical scene. Mm-hmm. I like the line that he says in this part too, because he's flipping through the channels and it's all like violent shit. And he's like, does Hollywood not believe in love anymore? Like what's all this shit that's all over the TV? Yeah. And it's just yeah. kind of ironic because like they're so violent in like what they're doing. Yeah. Meanwhile, he just wants to watch like love stories on TV. Mm-hmm. And he's like criticizing Hollywood, for, which I guess could almost be like the movie making fun of itself. Yeah. Yeah. But. And, uh, um, and we do get like some backstory with the characters and I really like the backstory of the characters. Uh, like the way they did it was so different. And like, I just got to applaud fucking Oliver Stone because, uh, Mickey's was pretty good, but I thought Mallory's was so fucking funny and so creepy. Like Bettina mm-hmm. was watching it with me like a little bit. Yeah. And this scene with, Rodney Dangerfield as her dad, she was like physically like grossed out. No doubt. During this scene. Yeah, he was fucking disgusting. Just like a fat slob wearing a fucking white wife beater with stains all down the front of it. Mm -hmm. And he's eating his food and he's got like food dripping down his fucking chin. And then he goes and like gropes Mallory. Yeah. Like that was the books. part, and then even the like the lines he says, which he actually improvised all of those lines. No way. Yeah, yeah. And Could you imagine being Juliet Lewis, like not having any of that scripted, and just like the way he's like he grabs her like ass, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Go up there and shower," and then he's like, "I'm going to be up oh. in a minute to make sure you 
you got a good or some something like that. It was. Hey, he goes make sure you clean really well. I'll, I'll be up later to make sure that you're nice and clean. I was like, oh my god, like, what <laughs> I know. the fuck? Uh, and like they have a brother, but he doesn't talk at all. He keeps wearing like kind of like face paint and stuff, like, like uh, kiss makeup. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But they made this whole flashback like a, a sitcom. Like, like there's the a old, laugh track uh, and yeah, like the old like 50s 40s sitcoms mm-hmm. yeah yeah i don't know i loved it um i thought it was really well done yeah um and actually like speaking of improvisation like i, I looked up a few like uh interviews with uh julia lewis and a lot of the movie was improvised um really so this was on uh, an article from the 25 year anniversary on uh, EW and uh, they asked, was there instant chemistry between you and Woody when you started working together? And she said, yeah, yeah, it's a trip. The way this film worked, it was anything goes meaning all improvisation. You know, when I'm in the car and I have my legs up and then I playfully strangle Woody with my knees. I mean, this is all improvised moments. It was a wow. real anything goes creative environment, meaning we were encouraged to contribute and that's not always the case. So when Woody just just had an incredible scene partners like we were family from another time, uh, they were comfortable together. Um, and then she said, like, but we were both at turning points in our careers to prove ourselves. He had come from Cheers and White Men Can't Jump. I came from Cape Fear and was eating Gilbert Grape. The thing about Natural Born Killers is that is also a farce to me. It's an exaggeration exaggeration of scenes. It's not like a totally pinned down true portrayal. It's something more fantastical and requires a different set of skills. And Woody had a lot of humor, and there's humor in our portrayals in that. Hmm. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That actually yeah. blows my mind that a lot of this was improvised because, mm-hmm. like, there's a lot going on in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> there is. And even um, I had one up with uh, Woody. Um, uh he because he came from like a comedic background Mm -hmm. so like he came from cheers and he was like struggling you know white men can't jump and i guess oliver stone had him picked for this role already really because he just saw like evil in his eyes i could see that yeah yeah so like he's he's charmingly evil yeah Mm mm-hmm like he'd be a good Jeffrey Dahmer, not now, yeah. but yeah. like back in the nineties, he could have been. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like both of these actors would be really easy to work with too. Yeah, definitely. Like they they both just seem like super down to earth and mm-hmm. just kind of open to anything. Yeah. Um. So yeah, let's. So it happens. So there's like a lot of shit that happens. So like, uh, I think they're still like kind of at the restaurant scene, but then they end up like, so what they do is basically they always leave one person behind for the mm-hmm. most part. So yeah. they can tell like the story of what happened and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and then before uh, Mickey kills like the old man, I love, I think it was, was it Juliet or uh, Mallory that says like, 
Oh no no! They kill. Uh, they kill uh, Mallory's dad. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're like talking and stuff, and then I think Mickey's in jail, but then he escapes uh, from like a tornado happens, <laughs> which is like cr- like crazy. Um, which I think that was kind of showing the fantastical side, like she said, like. Mm-hmm. It kind of seemed like a tall tale, you know? Yeah, that's true. Like, uh, yeah, I could see that being like falsified information. Like, yeah, like I don't think that's actually how he got out of jail. Mm-hmm. I think that may be like, like something the media or fans kind of like, you know, a rumor that like went and like tossed up, you know, because he didn't have like internet back then, really. Yeah. Or like a, like a campfire tale almost that he would tell people at a party or something like that. Yeah, exactly. And actually, I read in the trivia too that uh, the guy that fell down during this scene, that like wasn't supposed to happen. Like that guy actually did get trampled. Like he didn't get hurt. But like he like the stuntman lost his footing and fell like in front of the horses that were like running away. Mm-hmm. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that scene happened. I was like, oh, that motherfucker got messed up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, then uh, Mallory and Mickey get together and they're like talking about her dad. And she says, yeah, dad said he's going to kill you. And he's like, kill me. When's that supposed to happen? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they, like you get this kind of another like kind of TV show, like, not from like the fifties, but like maybe like later on. I don't know the way they were shot. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like busting, and he's like watching wrestling, and he's he's saying some terrible shit. Like, yeah, <laughs> you definitely not get away with it these days. But uh, nope. <laughs> but yeah, he ends up killing the dad. Um, I think they end up stabbing him. I think right. No, they drown him in a fish tank. Oh yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, they yeah. drown him in the fish tank. And then they tape the mom to the bed and light her on fire. And Mallory says, like, you didn't do anything to stop him, basically. Mm-hmm. And then they're about to leave. And then they see their brother, Kevin. And then she just says, like, you're free now or something. And then, like, this leaves <laughs> her brother. Yeah. Do you think the brother was getting abused as well? I think so, because he had a kind of a smile on his face. Like, as yeah, they were I think, leaving. I think he was just fucking crazy. Yeah, maybe. It'd be cool if they would have brought him back later on in the movie, like, a little bit older. Mm-hmm. To see, like, how he grew up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, like, they're driving down this highway. I think it's, like, Highway 666, like, is in the 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 movie. Um, and they make it to a bridge and they decide to get married (laughs) (laughs) and there was a few quick scenes in this movie that I could it reminded me of Tarantino especially like Kill Bill Mm -hmm. like you get those like animated quick kind of scenes yeah like this one whenever they they cut their palms and uh, then like they put their hands together and you see like it goes to like his animation of these two like snakes like coil up and I, I thought it was like pretty cool but I don't know yeah. I don't uh, 
I think I just need to watch this movie if they were like typing up notes and stuff like that. I agree. I f- yeah, I feel like this movie would be a lot more enjoyable to just like pay full attention to mm-hmm. and not like worry about how I'm going to rate it and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like there's so much more that you can pick up on on a second and third watch. Do you think that like all of this extra, these extra stories and like crazy stuff, do you think it's just a part of, um, what's Robert Downey Jr.'s character? Uh, Wayne Gale. Wayne Gale. Cause he has this show American maniacs. Do you think that this movie is just one long episode of that? Uh, that's actually an interesting take. And then like the final shot in the movie is obviously um, Wayne Gale is videotaping like their escape from jail mm-hmm. and he's like doing their last uh, kind of clip. And like he yeah. says, you know, before before we go, before you kill me, <laughs> there's anything else you want to say? And then like that's in the movie. So do you think that this is all just like a joint episode of this show? Because like um uh I like America's most wanted. Like I think that's kind of what this is making fun of, I think. Yeah. Like especially American Maniacs, like that whole storyline. So do you think that like the stuff with the the Indian and them getting fucking bit by rattlesnakes and then like not dying, which makes no fucking sense, but <laughs> maybe it's like juice. all <laughs> yeah. Maybe just like all of this movie is just uh, a giant episode of American Maniacs that Wayne Gill is making. You know, I I really could see that. Mm-hmm. I really could. Because he's like obsessed with them throughout this movie and he needs to get this story and he needs to sit down and talk with uh, with both of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a very interesting take. I'd like to hear other thoughts on that. I think, yeah, I think you might you might be onto something. Um, yeah, because like that's like that scene, you know, with the rattlesnakes and the Indian, mm-hmm. um, or the indigenous uh, person, um, and then like them going to the. What was the pl- what was the place called they went to? Ah, fuck! I wrote it down. I think it was like Drug World or uh, Drug Zone. Drug Zone, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like the place they were at. It almost seemed like a uh kind of like a. It's like Mickey and Mallory were kind of like dead in a sense, and this was like their heaven because like the store is like called Drug Zone, which is you know absurd. Mm-hmm. But the whole place was like lit up like bright, bright green. Yeah. And there was no one there except for the clerk. Yeah. Yeah, everything. Even the sign they see like they're, they get bit by all these rattlesnakes and Mm. they like go up to like the shelf and it's all empty and it says like, has signs like, oh, sold out of snake bite juice. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I don't think that's a thing. So I think like this may be like, I don't know, man. What do you think? 
I'm with you. I'm I'm 100% on board with that theory. Like, what do they call it? Uh, whenever you're watching a show and it's like a retelling of something. Um, oh yeah, yeah. They do have they have one of these in this movie. Ah, uh, oh, fuck. Improvis- dra- dramatization. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 The, it now that you mention it, a lot of it does seem like that, and like everything is so like over exaggerated, and it just seems like it's full of shit. Like there's no way that any of this would happen. Yeah, and like like you said, <laughs> the fucking snake bite juice and just yeah, I'm I'm on board for that theory. And uh, <laughs> I love, I don't know why I laugh so hard, but whenever you first meet Robert Downey Jr. and by the way, I didn't realize that was him until like the jail scene. What? Just because like yeah, just because like his voice and like dude, I've been watching Iron Man for the past three weeks. Like I'm not used to him being. That's you know, fair. long hair and the weird accent he was doing. I don't know what that was, if he was doing it on purpose or what, but. He was Australian. I know, but I don't know. It didn't. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, but whenever he, you first see like the American Maniac show and they're like, oh yeah, he killed, they killed 12 peace officers. And then they're like going down the highway. You just see like a cyclist and these like. And Olympic, Olympus cyclist, blah, 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 was, was shot. And you just see, like, Mallory shooting with a shotgun, like, as they're driving by. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they were just, like, literally killing anybody that they came came up with. And, like, if somebody talked to them the wrong way, they would just fucking kill them. Yeah. And I guess, like, a lot of the crime... Uh, like documentaries and shows like there's so many of them and they like people are obsessed with this stuff mm-hmm. and i obviously we weren't around during like all of those like the manson shit but like you know manson bundy like they mm-hmm. had a following like someone literally married ted bundy <laughs> yeah a fan yeah um so i feel like this movie is kind of ahead of its time like for the media aspect i don't know what it was like you know with uh like the media back then but i'm sure this movie is pretty accurate yeah and going back to like the whole three from hell thing they do the exact same thing at the beginning of that movie where Uh they um they glorify these killers and like they become celebrities for what they've done Uh And now we're in a time of fucking cancel culture and you can't say one wrong thing without people screaming for cancellations. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at you, Neil Young. But uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, back then it was just like these these people were just getting glorified mm-hmm. and they were killers, like mm-hmm. fucking serial killers. And they were getting glorified by the, the by the media and fans. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah. And, like, the media came after these, like, Stone and, you know, the actors for making this movie. Well, of course they did. It, it put a bad name for them, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the movie that I watched last night or the night on Sunday, which is kind of like a new age version of this, which I didn't realize until today. Well, not really. I'll explain in a minute. But I watched uh, Nightcrawler 
Oh, yeah. And like that movie, you know, Jake Gyllenhaal in like the media, the news outlet that he goes to, like they want like the worst shit possible to get ratings for their show. Mm -hmm. Like at one point, you know, he's setting up murders and even like almost committing them himself just so he can get uh, the attention and like famous from these shots that he's taking. Yeah. Well, and like to, to take it to a less serious note, but like you've been watching all the MCU movies, like look at fucking J Jonah Jameson in Spider-Man. Yeah. Completely ripped Spider-Man apart. Can't stand Spider-Man fucking throws him to the wolves any chance he can, but then he'll turn around and glorify all the villains that are in the Spider-Man movies. Yeah. Like, Oh, he's the best, best person for this city and blah, blah, blah. But it's like you're you're downplaying the hero and you're glorifying the villain. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is some scenes in this movie I think like actually did happen. Like um, whenever they're at the hotel and then you you realize that there's a girl tied up in the corner. Yeah. And then Mickey like takes her and pretty much like rapes her. And I don't know. I guess, I'm guessing he kills her, but mm-hmm. he's like having sex with her in the Mallory leaves, and then she uh, gets. T- this gas station kid Mm -hmm. and she's like flirting with him a bit and then he's she like wants him to have sex with her and he's on top of her she's going nuts and then he just like oh my god you're mallory knox right and he just starts going insane you know he's like oh my god i can't believe this is happening and and like she's a fucking killer and he (laughs) he's like he's getting off on it like yeah like at what point in all of this did you forget the fact that she's a serial killer and you're probably going to die now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, and sure as shit, she fucking kills him. And she's like, that was the worst head I've ever gotten. <laughs> and she's I like, trying to be so fucking eager next time. I was like, <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that too. Uh, yeah. But uh, that, yeah, that scene in the hotel, whenever Mallory and uh, Mickey are having sex and he's looking into the corner and we see that girl sitting there. I thought maybe he was just envisioning her. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, like yeah. he was getting off on having a hostage sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And then Mallory catches him. She's like, what the fuck are you looking at her for? And then she gets up and she gets, starts getting dressed and he's like, Oh, I kind of thought maybe we could put her in the mix or something like that. Mm-hmm. She's like, if you want to fuck her, go ahead. And then he ends up raping her. And like you said, probably killing her in the end. But that whole scene had strong Devil's Rejects vibes for me. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And uh, for, like another thing in this movie that like the media kind of glorified or like made up. So they're, they run out of gas and they end up at this uh, indigenous like little hut. Mm-hmm. And they just want gas. So they have like weed or, or tobacco, I think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mickey like knocks over. He's like, "We got tobacco. <laughs> <laughs> we got lots of tobacco." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the indigenous man, he starts like I don't know what he's like has like smoking a pipe and he's doing all this stuff. I don't know what what it is, but they kind of like fall asleep and get in this trance. Mm-hmm. And then you get some like backstory on some more backstory on uh, Mickey. Um, is he, or is that later on that he tells Wayne about like how his dad died and stuff like that? 
Uh, he doesn't tell Wayne, but Wayne is kind of putting the pieces together because, like, there's stories that are going around about his father. Because the the main story was that he killed his dad when he was ten years old or something like that. Yeah, but his dad actually committed suicide. Yeah, right in front of him. Yeah, just fucked. Which is what we see whenever Wayne's talking to him in the prison. Yeah. So this kind of scene that um, uh, Mickey is like dreaming up, he is getting like really affected by it. And then he just like fucking shoots his gun and kills the old man. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, Mallory freaks out. They, they start leaving and then this scene didn't make sense to me, but I don't know. Maybe they were just high from whatever, they were smoking in there, but there's like a field of rattlesnakes. Yeah. And they just start getting bit everywhere. It's yeah. like, I don't know. The, again, like we're, you can compare this movie to so many other movies. Um, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Yeah. It's getting huge vibes from that movie in this scene. Yeah. And like even them, even them going to the drug zone just like the colors and the way that they were acting and shit like that. I mean, even but, from the get go, I thought I got, I got those vibes as well. Like from yeah. the start of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but like, they actually feel bad about killing this, this man. Cause they, Cause, the grandson is there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm guessing that Mickey saw his dad maybe because when he wakes up, he said he saw a demon in his gene in his dreams. Yeah. And that's something he tells Wayne later on, too, is that only love can kill the demon or something like that. Uh, Do you want to try and break down Jack's character? Because I did not. What was his deal, man? (laughs) 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 He had had more fucking issues than Mickey and Mallory. Yeah, he, he does. Um. So, yeah, he's a detective who is chasing after the two of them, and he's obsessed with Mallory, uh-huh. um, which we see throughout the whole movie. Um, but he's he's an author, he's famous, but he's also a detective. And, like, people who see him, they want him to sign his book and all this shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's had this lifelong obsession with mass murders after watching his mother being shot uh, in, like, a mass shooting um, I can't remember. Oh, it was in Austin, Texas, mm-hmm. where this fucking gunman just opened fire on the streets and his mother ended up getting shot right in front of him. But he he's, yeah, like you said, he's just as fucking psychotic as Mickey Mallory. We see a scene <clears throat> with him and a prostitute. Yeah. And he he's acting like all nice to her and like calling her beautiful and all this shit. And then she gets on top of him. Mm-hmm. and he's like oh do you like being choked and then he puts his hands on her neck and she like freaks out he's like oh, i'm just kidding i'm just kidding and they start kissing again and then he starts strangling her and like gets her down on the ground and ends up fucking strangling her to death so he's just as nuts yeah and then she like scratches him and then later on i think it's like one year later at the uh um oh no at the uh the drug zone whenever he goes to arrest them he's all like yeah fucked up. that whole scene at the drug zone too because 
they're in like this this gunfight with the cops and um and then they end up uh getting a hold of Mallory. Yeah. And uh what's his name? Skagnetti, he says that he's gonna kill her if uh Mickey doesn't come out. Mm-hmm. So Mickey drops his guns and he comes out and then he's already he said he's gonna cut her tits off, is what he says, actually. <laughs> and so then he ends up actually cutting her. And then there's a female cop and she starts beating the fuck out of Mallory. Mm-hmm. And then there's just like this fucking huge group of cops just beating the absolute piss out of Mickey. Yeah. And all the and this scene was like very like whoa. Mm-hmm. Way before its time for right now. Yeah. Or like the past like five years, let's just say where the cops were just beating the fuck out of this character. And then the cameras were all around because the news anchors and everything was there. Mm-hmm. And then there's a bunch of cops that you see and like, get the cameras out of here, get out of here. Meanwhile, this guy's getting the shit kicked out of him in, in the background. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love that they threw in the Japanese reporter. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think that, you know, <laughs> which just, it, I don't know, it just adds to, to like, I don't know, the way that he covered the media because, like... It shows how widespread their story is. Exactly, yeah, which was hilarious. It's this Japanese reporter there, this, like, cute girl just speaking Japanese, you know, <laughs> reporting on the news or whatever. Yeah. Um, I did like, I did love the scene whenever Mickey was in the pharmacy trying to get the, uh, the drugs um, because he ends up getting in there and then you find out uh, you get some like flashbacks of them robbing other like stores and stuff like that. And they always leave one clerk behind. So this clerk, he's by himself and he's, he's like, Oh, I'm the only one here. Do you gotta leave me behind to tell people? Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, Mickey says, uh, if I, if I don't kill you, what is there to talk about? (laughs) (laughs) And just fucking shoots him. Uh, yeah. So they end up tasing Mickey and then it cuts to one year later. Um, so they're both getting moved to jail or they're in jail. Uh, Mal strangled her psychiatrist. (laughs) And Jack is like obsessed with Mallory. Like you said, Mm-hmm. And Wayne is kind of obsessed with Mickey. Yeah. Well, kind of both of them, but more so Mickey. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the new jail they're at, is, the warden is Tommy Lee Jones, mm-hmm. who is great in this role. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. What do you think all of the, like this jail scene represents? Like, I don't know, I feel like there's more to this end scene with all, like, the inmates, and it's just so fucking chaotic. Because I, like, the way I looked at it was Mickey is no better than any of the men that are in there, but nobody's ever wanted to hear their story. Mm -hmm. So Mickey is kind of being, like, a voice for them. Mm Mm-hmm. Because the whole time he's having his interview with Wayne, he's talking about like why they've been doing it and how murder provides enlightenment and just like, and he says something too. Because Wayne's like, "Why do you kill people?" 
And yeah. Mickey was like, well, all of God's creations kill people. Like there's, there's like you go to the forest and animals are, or species are killing other species. And humans. yeah, I got it. Uh, sorry. I got the quote right here. I okay, perfect. It. Good. Good. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you wrote it down. Um, I, yeah. I love this whole interview with him and Wayne. And then so it would good. like, it would randomly cut to, I don't think there was like TVs. Well, I think there was like TVs out and like, buy people's cells and stuff but you know he'd be talking and it'd cut to like like a black man and like he's like you know getting behind what mickey's saying you know yeah mickey's inspiring all the other prisoners that are there but yeah wayne asked him like something about like why do you kill people and he says it's just murder all god's creatures do it you look in the forest and you see species killing other species our species killing all species including the forests and we just call it industry, not murder. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, I was watching it. I'm like, I can't disagree. Um, I got like a few more from that. All right. Scene too. And then I love uh, when he says, uh, Mickey says, I realized my true calling in life. And he says, what's that? Shit, man. I'm a natural born killer. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Mickey goes on. He says, You'll never understand, Wayne. You and me, we're, we're not even the same species. I used to be you, then I evolved. From where you're standing, you're a man. From where I'm standing, you're an ape. You're not even an ape, you're a media person. Media is like the weather, only it's man-made weather. Murder is pure. You're the one made, you're the one made it impure. You're buying and selling fear. You say why, I say why bother. That's, I mean, not to get too political, but that's like our media today. Yeah, it's yeah. They're selling fear. <laughs> literally. Literally. But uh yeah, yeah, so mean yeah, meanwhile while this like interview is going on, uh Mallory is like in her own cell and <clears throat> Wayne is visiting or not Wayne, um Jack. Jack is visiting Mallory and uh he goes um He's like with two guards and they're like, oh, we got to come in there with him. He's like, nah, it's okay. I got it. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was another one that another like back and forth between the interview. Oh, whenever um, Mickey asks Jack or sorry, Wayne, uh, am I beating? um, He's like, am I beating? Am I better than uh, Gacy? And uh, he says another killer. He's like, oh, yeah, you're doing way better than him. And he's like, am I beating Manson? And he's like, no. And he's like, oh, yeah, that guy's uh, something. It's hard, it's hard to beat the god or something like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was funny. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Jack is in the cell with Mallory and then. Well, he's like attempting to seduce her. Oh, I, I love the line, too. I think. Wayne is, or uh, yeah, Wayne is asking Mickey about his old cellmate, and then it has like a flashback <laughs> of he's like, oh, I was doing yoga with this guy, but he pissed me off, <laughs> and it shows like Mickey like doing yoga with him, then it's like break his neck or something. I forget yeah. what it was. He's like, he's not here anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I wrote down, like the whole prison is kind of infatuated with Mickey. Mm-hmm. Like everyone just kind of stops. And then, like, the riot happens. 
you skipped over Skegnetti and Mallory again, though. Yeah, so what happens with them? Well, he's trying to seduce her, and then she plays along like she did with that gas station guy. Mm-hmm. And then she, like, fucking smashes his face off the wall and, like, breaks his nose. Mm-hmm. And she's like, do you think I'm fucking sexy now? And she's just beating <laughs> the fuck out of him. And the guards are trying to get in, but they yeah. can't. Like, they're fumbling around with the keys, and she's beating the fuck out of him. And then they finally end up getting in and subdue her, but... Mm-hmm. And then he, like, starts pepper spraying her and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so... What do you think of the the Coca Cola Bears commercial? That was in it. It was just one of those weird fucking things that were added to it. So I was I was reading. So I don't know why they did this, but Coca Cola agreed to put it in this movie before they even knew what the movie was about. I was going to say, I feel like they would have some reservations. So after it got released, they were fucking pissed. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Which is so funny. Uh, Uh, Yeah, when that came on, I mean, that was nostalgic. I used to love those commercials. Yeah, it's a great, great commercial. But uh, yeah, I was like, what the fuck is going on right Um, now? So pretty much like every all of the prisoners are watching this interview with uh, Mickey and everything that he's saying, we've said a few things, but it's the whole like um, prison is like infatuated with him is just like looking up to him. And then they just start going nuts and start rioting. And like he says, like they didn't start the riot. Um, They just kind of, you know, he didn't tell them to start it. You know, it's just, uh, yeah. But some of the kills during this riot were fucking brutal. Oh man, it was a very violent riot. <laughs> it was very violent, yeah. And I guess they actually shot this in a real prison too. Really? Yeah. So yeah, there, this riot's happening and Mickey ends up getting a gun <laughs> in this mm-hmm. whole situation. He ends up killing, I think, two or three guards, injuring a few. And I love when he, like, during this scene, he's just telling jokes to all the guards. Yeah. And then they have, like, the, the Christmas song playing during this scene. And, <laughs> like, it is very randomist, but I loved it, man. Mm. Like, during this scene, at least. Yeah. I'm sure you feel different, though. I, the, yeah, no, the fucking, the whole riot scene was good. It was just, it was so chaotic. And I didn't even realize the Christmas music was playing. Oh, really? No. That huh. uh, yeah, I didn't realize that at all. I was just like, <laughs> yeah. my eyes were glued to the screen, and I was like, oh my god, there is so much shit going on right now. Yeah, whenever Mickey was like shooting all the guards and stuff, there was uh, Christmas music playing. Okay. Yeah. Um, I love when Mickey gets into Mallory's cell. Yeah. And him and Skagnetti are like going at each other, um, and then. Mickey is holding, well, they're both holding guns to each other. Mm-hmm. And then Skagnetti goes to shoot a shotgun. Mm-hmm. Or no, Skagnetti had his own gun and Mickey had a shotgun. Yeah, Mickey had the shotgun. Yeah. And Mickey's like, oh, okay, yeah, you win. And he puts the gun down. And then fucking Mallory comes up behind Skagnetti and just slices his throat. I was like, yeah. whoa, did not yeah. see that coming. That was sick. 
Uh, I love whenever he was making his way down there, he's like protecting the camera people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause him and Wayne almost became friendly with each other throughout that mm-hmm. whole interview and the, the riot afterwards. Yeah. Like, I, I but, think like going back to this whole thing being like part of his episode, like they just need to get this episode done, right? They need to get mm-hmm. that final interview with both of them. Mm-hmm. together like they need to get out of out of this uh this prison to continue their story yeah basically when i think i think mickey's almost also infatuated with the media like as much as they are with him yeah because he was so worried about like his ratings with like compared to the other killers mm-hmm. and like so i think that's why he was protecting them throughout that whole sequence because he wanted to make sure that their story got out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, now Mal and Mickey are pretty much escaping. Um, and then they, uh, they end up shooting Wayne's like a hole in his hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they use him and another guy, I think named Owen uh, yeah. as hostages to get through um Tommy Lee Jones and like all the, the riot because like, I think uh, Wayne says like, Oh, how are you going to get out of here or something? And he's like, Oh, it's have to make sure that, that I had to put in the trust that they won't kill you or something like that. Mm-hmm. I love that scene when they're about to go down the stairs mm-hmm. and the warden and all the guards are at the bottom of the stairs. Yeah. And Mickey grabs the big fat security guard or mm-hmm. prison guard and he's like, let us through or we're going to kill him. And the warden's like, oh, he's already dead. Yeah. Like, he, he, I, I don't give a fuck about this guy. <laughs> yeah. like, and then they end up running and they just fucking open fire on this guard. Mm-hmm. Like, no fucks given. No. Just unloading full shotgun clips on them or mm-hmm. shells. So, yeah, they, uh, they get to, like, the front gate. And I don't know what the context of this line was. It was something that Mickey wrote, but I laughed so hard when he said it. But so he says, uh, "I love Ming. Gonna put a hot pecker up your ass." <laughs> <laughs> and I forget what Ming was. I don't know if it was something that Mickey was like infatuated with, or a person no. Ming, or Ming is Wayne's uh, mistress. Oh, is it okay? Because he's married, but then. He also has this Ming lady. As a oh, yeah, he does say that. Yeah, whatever he's about to be. Yeah, yeah, okay. Great. So they end up getting out of there. And did they rip the warden's face off or was that just his head? Because when they get out of there, they there's like, they cut his head off. Okay, yeah, yeah. Just fucking brutal. Uh, that scene was actually removed from the theatrical version. Oh, was it? Yeah, so that was only in the director's cut. Okay, okay. Um, one of the guards' names was Homolka too. Oh yeah, yeah, I do remember that. Like Carla Homolka. Yeah. So now they're out of there. The only ones that are left is Mallory, Mickey, and uh, Wayne. Mm-hmm. And I hate when I I'm typing up notes and I just write one fucking word. Like I'm gonna remember <laughs> what it was. <laughs> uh, there's something about fate. There was like a really good line between 
was it the warden and Mickey or was it Wayne and Mickey? Because they kept going back and forth about fate. Fuck. I'll see if I can find it. Okay. Uh, so yeah, basically they get out there with Wayne and they have the camera, just the camera left. Um, and he's basically shooting like their final like goodbye pretty much until they continue their story on. Mm-hmm. Um, and like they're about to kill Wayne and he's like, oh, I thought we bonded. <laughs> <laughs> And then Mickey says, oh, I just wanted the ratings or something like yeah. that. And he says, like, killing you is a statement. Um, then they end up killing Wayne. And he's like, uh, Mickey's like, oh, I'm going to miss him. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, he almost sort of, I don't want to say became friends with him, but mm-hmm. he almost had a soft spot for him towards the end. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's one scene. <laughs> Uh, with the guard homolka again he's holding up a donut and a shotgun and mickey goes drop it and he drops the donut and mickey's like I, the shotgun god damn it yeah <laughs> uh, i thought that was funny um and then you want to add to this like final scene before the the final final cut uh scene like with this one with wayne um I don't think so. Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, so the credits start rolling, and then you get like all like the media trials at the end of the movie. Yeah, and then they have a family and like an RV mm-hmm. <laughs> with two yeah. kids, which I think that is it's that's just a part of uh, probably like Wayne's final like movie or story about them, like mm-hmm. kind of like uh riding off into the sunset like happy ending sort of thing yeah, yeah like it didn't really happen but maybe that's just what they envisioned yeah because mallory's pregnant as well like she's pregnant and they already have two kids yeah so i don't know do you not think like maybe maybe they're reformed now mm, no <laughs> no because when wayne's interviewing mickey he mentions about how they killed the indigenous man Mm -hmm. and Mickey was like upset about it. And he was like, we didn't mean to kill him. Like he was the one like that was going to get us to stop doing what we were doing. Mm -hmm. Like he was trying to heal us Mm -hmm. because like the, the whole reason why they're the way that they are is because of their upbringing. Right. Mm -hmm. And like the shit that they've witnessed as children and throughout their lives. So I feel like that indigenous man was really trying to to heal them of those memories. Yeah. And to take them out of the life that they're in right now. <clears throat> so I think I think they have good in them. Yeah. Personally. Yeah, definitely. So I don't know. Maybe having kids is what would have saved them. Yeah. Maybe I can see that. I can see that for but sure. They would still have to be on the run. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. They killed about 48 more people in this, inside that prison. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else you want to mention or talk about? Uh, no, I'm, I think I'm good. Okay. All right. Well, that's the way the blood splatters. Uh, I, yeah. 
what did you rate this movie? I need to, I need to know. <laughs> okay. So for story, I gave it a seven out of ten. Um, I said, what a risk from Oliver Stone. How he displays the media and people's infatuation with serial killers and violence is unlike anything anyone else could pull off. This movie, this is a movie that requires a few watches and maybe a deep dive. Mickey and Mallory are so likable and don't seem like crazy killer, like some crazy killers. Um, I absolutely love the way they explained and showed their backstory. And quality, I give it a 6 out of 10. Um, I said, I honestly don't know if this is a well-made movie, but I will take the audience and critics' take on it. Uh, but seriously, this is one of the weirdest films and cut movies I've ever seen. The acting in this movie is fantastic. The movie was great as well. The music was great as well. Mm. Nice. 7 out of 10 and 6 out of 10. Very nice. All right. Uh, I kind of shit on it, and now I feel bad. Let's hear it. Uh, Okay. So for my story, I gave it a 6 out of 10. Okay. Not too bad. bad. I said on the surface, this movie was kind of shit for me. Um, But the last 30 minutes or so really saved it. Um, like with the prison riots, the, the interview, um, all the stuff that Mickey was saying, like it, it really did make a lot of sense what he was saying, even though it's like kind of a sadistic way of thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, I said the first half of this movie had me so fucking lost though. And I honestly wasn't even <laughs> sure if I could finish it. <laughs> like I was watching it last night. I was like, how am I going to get through another hour of this fucking movie? But then, yeah, the second half, it, it really changed for me. Yeah. Um, but I definitely, definitely need to watch it again. Um, I think I'll like it a lot more on a second watch. Yeah, I can agree with that. I think I just had these like expectations of what I thought it was going to be, and it wasn't that at all. So I was kind of disappointed in a sense. Yeah. But, but yeah, like the whole media portrayal and everything like that is spot on with what you're saying. And your theory on this whole movie just being one big episode of America's Maniacs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I could definitely see it. Um, and my quality, I gave it a four out of 10. I said the acting was phenomenal, which should be expected given this cast list. Uh, the kills and violence were top notch as well, but that directing style had my head spinning and so much of the first half made zero sense to me. Maybe it's too smart of a movie for me. I don't know, but mm-hmm. this is one of those movies that I thought I would love due to the positive reception with audiences, but it really didn't have me interested until the third act. Yeah. Yeah. Six out of 10 and a four out of 10. Um, <laughs> when I was watching this and like, I was at the start, like I, m- I mentioned in the group chat with Josh and you, uh, that like about like Rob Zombie and Josh is like, oh, where is it on? And I was like, oh, it's on Stars, Amazon Prime. He's like, sick. I have a free subscription. And I was like, watch <laughs> this movie. And I was like, man, I feel like Josh is gonna hate this movie. Yeah, he, yeah, <laughs> probably will. Well, I would love to hear uh, what Tony and Felicia think of it because they're like mm-hmm. really into like the the true crime stuff and all that. So yeah, definitely. And they're smarter than we are too, so yeah, they'd I have probably, a lot they'd probably be able to pick it apart better than us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, all right, yeah, <laughs> okay. You guys know our scores. Let's head on over to Rotten Tomatoes and see what they've scored it. The critics' consensus: 
Natural Born Killers explodes off the screen with style, but its satire is too blunt to offer any fresh insight into celebrity or crime, pummeling the audience with depravity until the effect becomes deadening. Wow, they really hated this. Yeah. <laughs> they did. It's the media, man. This movie went over their head. <laughs> uh, what do you think the critics scored it? Man. I'll go with uh, 66. Lower, my friend. Oh, shit. The critics scored it a 48%. 48? Yeah. Um, wow. 40. 40 reviews and an average score of 5.8 out of 10. Only 40 reviews for this movie? Yeah, I was kind of surprised at that too. Interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. The audience score, however, was an 81% mm. on 100,000 ratings and an average score of 4 out of 5. Very well received by the audience. Interesting. What's Letterboxd saying? Um, actually, I, I just wanted to look up quickly. Uh, Roger Ebert gave this a 4 out of 5. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh -huh. Okay. Um, I'll read like a little bit of it. Uh, Oliver Stone's Natural Board Killers might have played even more like a demented nightmare if it hadn't been for the O.J. Simpson case. Makes a lot of sense. Hmm. Maybe Stone meant his movie as a warning about where we were headed, but because of Simpson, it plays as an indictment of the way we are now. We are becoming a society more interested in crime and scandal than in anything else. More than in politics and art, certainly maybe more than sports. I didn't think of the, the Simpson case. Yeah, it's a very good point. Because that was like right before this. I got like, yeah. Oh yeah, around the same time. Crazy. Huh. All right. So Letterboxd has a 3.5 out of 5. Mm -hmm. um, I give it a 3.5 out of 5. You gave it a 2.5 out of 5. Yep. Um, only a few uh, reviews that I'm going to mention. Um, off the Cuff Reviews gave it a 3.5. The Cultworthy Podcast gave it a 4 out of 5. Okay. And our good friend John from Porcelain Peak, he gave it half a star. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Yeah. So uh might have to ask him about that reading. Uh, I yeah. guess he did not like this movie. <laughs> Apparently. Holy shit. I'm thinking about the movies that I gave half stars to, and they are dog shit. <laughs> yeah. This movie at least deserves one star. At the very least. Mm -hmm. Anyways, to each their own, uh -huh. I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll have to ask them. All right, you ready for the scare section? Yes, sir. I'm interested to see how this is going to go. Okay. <laughs> All right, what'd you give it for a scare rating? So I get a 3 out of 10. Okay. I uh, said there was a few gnarly kills and scary performances from Juliet and Woody. Mm -hmm. Scariest scene. Uh, I said probably the kill where they put the guard in the washing machine. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, how fucking scary that would be. Like, that's yeah. like a commercial size washing machine. Like, mm-hmm. God, then they put the one in the oven. It's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, what do I survive? I said, only if I was lucky enough to be the last clerk left alive on purpose. <laughs> Very nice. What about you? Uh, my scare rating, I give it a two out of 10. Mm-hmm. I said there's some gruesome kills and tons of violence and Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> Fair. Scary scene. Honestly, anytime Dangerfield was on screen, mm. uh, they made his character so disgusting and creepy. It like he grossed me the fuck out. Yeah. And yeah, it's a shame that Rob Zombie wasn't making movies back in the nineties because he could have really fucking played off this character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, would I survive? Hell no. These motherfuckers are nuts and killing everybody. Except for me. Except for you, because you're the last store clerk. Sorry, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to watch me die. Yeah. All right. Do you have anything else? I do not know. Okay. All right. Um, are we going going through what the rest of the month's going to look like now? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. So next week, we're actually going to be dropping a bonus episode mm-hmm. with our good friend Jess from the Horror Movie Crew. Um, she is the last of the trio to get on here uh, separately from the rest of them. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be talking about her pick, which is The Crush. Mm-hmm. Um, from from the nineties, I can't remember which year exactly it was, but it looks fucking wild, and I'm excited to watch it. Um, and then instead of doing a villain face off this month, we are going to be doing a comparing and contrasting two ep- two part episode kind of thing of uh, the original My Bloody Valentine and the remake. Yeah. So kind of like what we did with our Halloween episodes mm-hmm. last year. Yeah. But yeah, I'm excited for the rest of this month, I think. We're yeah, me too. Fun with these episodes. Yeah. Um, and <coughs> we're actually going to be releasing two bonus episodes next week. Oh, that's right. Yes. Uh, one will be a patron only episode. Um, myself, I will be joined or I will be joining <laughs> uh, the HMC, Josh and Seth. We are going to be talking about our most anticipated movies of 2022. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to hear your guys' lists because there's some movies that are scheduled to come out this year that I just heard about like last week, and I'm very interested in them. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be doing my research tomorrow night to get uh, prep for it. So, yeah, there's some there's some cool looking ones that are coming out. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right. Is that it? Yes, sir. Okay. If you guys want to find us on social media, you can find us at a podcast on Elm Street on Instagram and Facebook. If you click the link in our bio on Instagram, you'll find links to our T public account where we have some of our merch. We also have a link to our Patreon account where you will be able to listen to the episode that Brooke just talked about, as well as uh, any other episodes that we've dropped on there. 
Um, there's links to both of our Letterboxd accounts, our Discord server, our Twitch account, and anywhere that you can listen to us. Yes, sir. And that is all. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> all right guys well we'll talk to you next week see you later <laughs>